Hey, my friends, it's me, your host, the Birdman, and welcome to Bleak Haven. This is the podcast where we talk all about all things Bleak Haven. We talk to creators, artists, and we give you the 411 on merchandise offers and etc. Today, we have creator, Mr. Stanley Bostwick, and we have his lovely wife, Cassandra Bostwick. And co-creator. And co-creator. My apologies. I did some writing. <laughs> she, wrote, she wrote that stuff. My bad. She created the protagonist. No kidding. The protagonist. Which name is? Harmony. Harmony, or the Siren, which is their superhero name. What's the, like, uh, what are the origins of Bleak Haven? Where did you get the idea? Well, uh, Bleak Haven comes from a lot of different ideas I've had over the years. Uh, I've always been a creator. I've always worked on film, writing my own stories. So a lot of the inspiration for those characters comes from my background there, as well as mythology, science fiction, and all these other things kind of blend in to make Bleak Haven. The long story short, I thought of a really cool story moment, and then I built Bleak Haven around that moment. We've been working on it for a while, trying to you know, create interesting concepts and cool stories and monsters and stuff. One of the things we really like to do is take really obscure monsters and legends and kind of incorporate them into our universe. Stanley's writing theory plays a huge part of it. It's that the premise is the stuff that's cool that makes you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then there's what the story's actually about. And that's that's one of the things that I particularly enjoyed working on Bleak Haven initially was we have this big cool world with demons and cool things and explosions everywhere, but ultimately the the story is about people and their experiences in, in just life. And we wanted to explore particularly what it would be like to be a superhero in a more realistic sense where everything doesn't always go the way you want it to. It's kind of a more real life approach to these crazy scenarios that happen in comic books because like obviously none of the stuff that's in Bleak Haven can actually happen it's very science fiction fantasy-esque but we wanted to take those scenarios and apply real world emotions and situations and reactions to those things oh wow well I I'm already looking forward to it as it is I mean I love human interactions as much as the next guy, especially <laughs> especially within comic books. So I I am I have a personal question. So are you going to do like character mini series like maybe in the future? Um yeah. So we we have quite a bit planned for Bleak Haven. For for anyone who doesn't know, the initial comic book we have right now that's just about to be released, our flagship book. Uh, Welcome to Bleak Haven, which is an anthology series that basically highlights characters and places and elements within Bleak Haven. I guess they converge into the main story arc we've written, which we would like to be a show someday. So we've already got, you know, those larger aspirations for a TV show or, you know, a streaming series. And that's what this comic series is about. But we also have several other comic series as well. One, Cassie's writing, which is about a hero in another city on the on the west coast. So Bleak Haven is like a Gotham, 
New oh. York, uh, East Coast East city. Coast bleak. Yeah. Game. Got it. <laughs> and then Cassie's is more like a Seattle. We also have another comic series being written by a good friend of mine, Donald Roos. He uh, is going to be writing it in a city like uh, Dallas or Salt Lake, some some Midwest. I'm not that those cities are similar in any way, but, yeah. but they're kind of you know <laughs> they kind of feel that way. Yeah, in the it, middle, you know? <laughs> you know, a landlocked state, nothing gigantic, I mean, but you know, and and his story takes place. Uh, about, you know, 15, 20 years before the main Bleak Haven stuff. And I'm writing a prequel series called The Priest of Bleak Haven. One of the characters in Bleak Haven is the priest at the cathedral. He's featured in the very first issue as well. So in this prequel series, it will go over his backstory of him fighting monsters in the 80s, basically. Oh, nice. So, so, so I can of... I can already see the movie possibilities with that. You got all the retro '80s music playing in the background. <laughs> you know, '99 left balloons when there's fights exactly. going on. Is there anything you guys would like to talk about in particular that you want to tell the fans, or future fans, any fans? That well, are... uh, I just I guess I will thank you. Any current or future fans listening to this, it. It means a lot. We're doing this uh, for you, uh, primarily. Yeah, I want to be paid. This is what I want to be my full-time job, right? Of course. But at, at the heart of that, I do care about these characters and these stories. And if somebody can care about them as much as I do and uh, appreciate them as much as Cassie and I do, I thank you immensely. I, th I think that the main thing that I, I would want our fans to know other than the fact that we do appreciate you immensely, is that these stories are super cool, and I love them, but one of the bigger things behind it is, is we're putting our heart and soul into this, and that includes incorporating emotional struggles that we've been through in our lives, and we would want to bring as much light and hope into people's lives as we can. And that's kind of the point of, of Bleak Haven is like, even the name is, it's a bleak place. A lot of bad stuff happens, but there's always hope. Exactly. It's bleak heaven. That's, it's no matter how dark and horrible things get, there's always hope. There's always a way out. There's always a way up and beyond and there's always a way to do good in the world no matter how solid your struggles seem there's always a way and that's one thing that we really focus on with the characters too is they're very human characters we kind of take that marvel sort of approach to superheroes where these are human people with supernatural or metahuman abilities Cassie, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, harmony and her character. The inspiration from her, I, 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 if I'm going to be totally honest, I picked the most tragic backstory that I could. But it was, in a way, it was to help build off of nothing, right? Because when you have nothing, you have to do something with it. And that that's... Harmony's character can be really stubborn. She doesn't really tend to trust people off the bat just because of her past. And... She always feels like the world's against her, and 
That's one of my favorite things about Harmony is the fact that she continues going forward even though it sucks. And she knows it sucks. And you'll hear her talk about how much it sucks all the time. She's got a little bit of uh, Luke Skywalker whiny syndrome. Oh. Yeah. Because she's the protagonist. She kind of has to have... It's impossible! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. That's exactly what um, it is. But, like, she's a musician. She plays the violin. A lot of her powers are created with her violin as... As her superhero name says, she's she's a siren. She can influence things with music. She attempts to mold her powers throughout the entire series, and that's something I'm looking forward to seeing the fans' response to as well. Seeing how it progresses, because I'm already mm-hmm. interested. Like, I'm already I already have questions, and I I don't even want to ask them because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, don't worry, know. we won't spoil. We have a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff we're keeping a tight lid on. I mean, we're excited about it. She sounds like uh, like her powers are roughly. Uh, like Vanya's from Umbrella Academy. They're, they're a little similar. We, a little similar. Well, the funny thing is that we actually created Harmony before the show came out. Yeah. Like, dang it. We still haven't uh, really watched but, you know, the show. They're not uh, 100% the same. They're, they're different, and they evolve. And that's one of my favorite things about Harmony in general is that she struggles with feeling like she's not enough, right? Like, she, she has these powers, and she struggles with the, you know, the the daunting reality of all these villains and bad guys all around her and she doesn't feel like she can fight them effectively so she's constantly trying to you know look for uh different ways to be better to be somebody else when you know she and she struggles with with being herself and and using what she has i think that's one of the best parts about her character oh well, that sounds even cooler than now. I'm actually more interested <laughs> into the character. So, tell us about the Fallen. Okay, um, the Fallen is the mentor character. So there's a uh, the real world, right? The real physical plane, and there's sort of this there's this metaphysical realm that I call the the shadow world. The Morning Star is the big bad guy of this first season. His whole deal is he wants to resurrect into the real world. He wants to take over Earth. And not just Earth, but this whole reality, this whole plane of existence. And the Fallen anciently took him down. But as a result of that, he was also kind of lost in this limbo. He's not a physical uh, being. He's trapped in this metaphysical world. Oh. But he's a mentor trying to help the, the characters, and he's kind of like the, the guiding spirit so to speak, of the three main heroes of the series as they move forward. And he's going to be an ever-looming presence, uh, especially in Welcome to Bleak Haven. He's also the glue of the three main characters because there's a lot lot of contention between the, the main characters in the beginning, and he's the person who's like, no, you guys need each other, you need to stay together, and here's why and here's what you need to do. I see. Oh, everybody, everybody, including superheroes, needs mentorship. Actually, I don't know if I asked. Could you tell us, like, more about, like, the overall story without giving away too much detail? I mostly want the, the, the series Welcome to Bleak Haven speak for itself, but the series that it's alluding to, it, it's where all those books get meshed together. So these three characters are the guiding uh, sort of influence 
of the stories. They they drive the story. But there's these constant things happening around them. Like, you know, in the first two issues, we see the Scullivan and the cult, the Church of the Morning Star. And you we actually get a glimpse of them at the end of the second issue. I don't know, Cassie, do you have anything to add to that? I don't want to tarnish your ex- explanation there. <laughs> <laughs> but we could talk a little bit more about the books themselves if you'd like. Sure. Well, it's uh, it's been a long process. We've been working on this, what, almost three years now? And we've been working on these comic books for about a year and a half now. And the comics themselves came from the show. It was really hard for me to compile this uh, production Bible that I was putting together and to be convinced that anyone would care about it. So I figured, why not do comic books first? I know many brilliant artists through my my work. We decided to start writing these short, episodic, Twilight Zone-esque anthology stories that we could use as a pitch and a hook for the main show. We were initially supposed to launch in April, but uh, we all know that the virus came that kind of screwed everybody up in the whole world now we're able to to launch now second opportunity here yeah it it actually gave us a lot of opportunity to sit down and write more plan more decide what we want to do polish things up now we're really excited to release our first book which is actually going to be two books together uh, issue number one the skull of an and issue number two the church of the morning star i guess we could talk about uh the skull of an in general as a character he's one of my favorite characters he's i kind of see him as sort of the spider-man of the universe you know the the flagship character is spider-man or batman he's a normal guy more or less that's been turned into a monster. That in and of itself is a really interesting concept to me. He has every right in the world to just go insane because he's a he's turned into a bone monster. He he wants to do good through it. And that to me is what the skull of is about, since we're going back to my writing theory, the premise is it's a neat bone exoskeleton monster person. But what it's actually about is a a person learning to deal with his shortcomings and his problems and actually using them to help people and you know do good in the world and actively looking for that rather than being well he's actively looking to serve rather than being bitter and angry about it Skullvin is is that is that how you say it yeah, correctly yeah, Skullvin. Skullvin. that's got a ring to it too I hope uh I hope people like it I'm excited to see reactions tell us where we can get these fine books or when when maybe is there a possibility when is the possibility when, when is the possibility um october for sure they will be on sale by october you can get them through our website bleakhaven.com that's spelled bleakheaven.com you'll be able to order them through there or we're trying to get them into some local comic book shops, and we're going to be talking to some other comic book shops okay. as well to see if they'd like to be uh, carrying them. We don't have any deals yet, so I don't have any names yet for comic book shops. Um, we, and we should be appearing at FearCon. Yes, we've secured a, lo- a booth at FearCon, the only convention happening this year, and you'll be able to buy it there. We also have T-shirts and posters that will be available. Our artists will also be available for commissions that are Bleak Haven based, so you can have 
yourself drawn with a Bleak Haven monster if you want to. We're also on Facebook. It's just Bleak Haven, spelled Bleak Heaven. Um, and Instagram, and under the same tag. Mm -hmm. And we'll be doing polls and a raffle through the social media page and the Faircon thing for a custom art piece by our artists. Yeah, uh, they'll be doing live art at the convention. And we also have a few things planned online for those who might not want to come to the convention or are unable to come to the convention if they still want to participate. Cassie will be running our social media that weekend and, and she'll be doing, you know, all sorts of stuff on there that if you want to check it out, you shouldn't miss it. Uh, FearCon's going to happen October 16th and 17th, I think. That'll be exciting. We're really pumped for that. We're going to have a cardboard cutout of Sullivan for people to take pictures of. and. Cool. A few other things planned that hopefully we'll be able to turn out. That sounds great. Show up. Go to FearCon. Also, check them out on Facebook, The Bleak Haven, yeah. and all the social medias. Is there anything else you guys like to add? Yeah, we're just excited to get started, and we're excited to uh, move forward and see where all this goes. I'm excited to see how everybody reacts and to see who's who everybody's favorite characters are coming out, out of the gate with this anthology series. I know what my favorites are, but I want to know what everybody else's favorites are. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting over here like I haven't even seen all the characters yet, so I'm I'm just like oh, I can't wait. I gotta I gotta pick my favorite character because I'm I'm the same way. Well, folks, you've listened to it. You've gotten the news. You've gotten all the four one one. I've been your host, the Birdman, and uh, that's been the Bleak Haven podcast for the day. Till next time.